Hi guys, so I'm back in London after four years and I've just met up with one of my oldest, oldest friends in the world called Selwan, who also goes by an alias called Jutiar. Jutiar. And in case you're interested, he's a photographer. So basically, I just want to record this as a quick test with Selwan, uh, with Jutiar, <laughs> so we can see my impressions and his impressions on how London has changed over the past four years. So Selwan, tell me, I've been here <clears throat> a couple of days now, and so far since I've been here, everybody's warning me, telling me, don't do this, don't do that. You mm -hmm. live here. Mm -hmm. You haven't left here. Mm -hmm. How do you think London's changed since our days? Well, our days obviously are older, and it's a lot older than four years. But I, you know, I get what you mean. I think what's changed is. The, the major change was, first of all, through the COVID thing. What happened is, and what I feel, is uh, they've sort of let the city go. Like, uh, Was that because of what happened in COVID or lockdown? I think, or? I think it was partly lockdown and partly sort of convenient to do with like the cuts and stuff like that. So services, you find generally the the city itself is not cared for like it used to be. Right. Um, things are becoming more restrictive, like places to park are more difficult to find, speed limits. Um, you know, they get sold as, um, you know, to allow cycling and, you know, this environmental push, which, yes, on the surface is positive. But unfortunately, what happens is that it doesn't seem to really work in it because London is an old city yeah um, so the infrastructure is not designed to just change and accommodate <clears throat> new ways of uh, living. So, so, so it's a Victorian infrastructure which now they're trying to modernize exactly and, and, okay. and but they're not modernizing it they're just changing it so right what that then ends up feeling like is that it becomes more restrictive rather than giving you more options right, right. And, that, and, and that I think is the most frustrating aspect of London um, so generally it's just because has it become a much harder life to get by every day here I think so uh, <clears> absolutely <throat> I mean what you would know, you say is one of your biggest challenges I know there are many but what there are many yeah I mean if we take for example commuting right okay so public transport is obviously expensive yep so a lot of the time it's not a viable option um, or it's not as viable as it should be, let's right. just say. Um, so, but then you can't really drive anywhere. Um, they extend all the restricted zones. Right. They they introduce new zones right. uh, for like diesel cars and stuff. That's the low emission stuff. Yes, okay. so as I say, it's always sort of sold um, as an environmental um, initiative. Which, yes, absolutely, there are benefits, no doubt. But as I say, unfortunately, it's all good and well. But if you're, you know, a lot of the populace in this city depends on moving around by car. Right. And functioning and a lot of the businesses and the, you know, sole traders and people like that. And it's just extremely tough. It's extremely difficult. So then just a quick question. Have all these changes just happened suddenly? Or have they happened gradually over a very I, short amount of period of time? I think gradually, but I can you can see an acceleration. Right. Um, um, and, and 
and and the other issue is unfortunately because of the cuts and the obviously the financial restrictions and what have you um to support like the supporting infrastructure for these things are not cared for so for example if you drive at night and it's raining you know if the road markings half of the road markings are not clear and you can't see it properly and then Two weeks later, you get a letter through the post saying, you know, you were in a this such and such zone at you where you shouldn't have been, yeah. or you crossed into this lane, and you get a fine. It's hard to then look at that as a positive, and you can only your first thought is this is a simple money making exercise for right. the you know for the authorities, and yeah, it it, it ends up feeling like a shakedown right. actually more than actually helping the system function better or more efficiently okay so basically so there's a lot of changes happening in london Mm -hmm. it's happening gradually Mm -hmm. a lot of the people don't seem to be happy expenses Mm -hmm. are on the rise supplies are less yes a lot more restrictions Mm -hmm. why would anyone anybody want to stay in london you know i was thinking that same thought earlier today i was sat on the tube and and i thought you know what is it that makes people stay? Mm. You know, and it's a two. You know, I, I came to two quick conclusions. Now, whether they're right or wrong, I don't know. Right. But my first thought was, well, London is such a giant in the UK. Yeah. There's no comparable city. There's no comparable metropolis in the UK to, um, you know, to rival London. Right. Or to let's say provide an alternative. So the focal point for work and commerce and all of, you know, markets and all that is still London. Right. Um, And also London has um, a unique thing where it's, you know, the political legislative bodies are all in London as well as the financial. So, for example, somewhere like the U.S., you find like the governmental bodies are all in Washington. Yeah. But the finance and, and the commerce and the businesses and stuff are, you know, focused on New York, for yeah. example. Yeah. In London, it's both. It's both. So okay. it's this monster in, in this country. So that is going to just attract, unfortunately, people don't have, or the majority of people don't have a choice to go elsewhere. Now, there are pushes, you know, there are, like, programs to try and... Uh, improve the north for example and improve the infrastructure to the north um it's just but government after government they sort of talk a good game but never actually get around to doing it and boris johnson actually i believe cancelled some of the stuff up there and they never quite delivered okay so that's one thing and the second thing i will say is actually from a london point of view so i what i was thinking today was like what if like i'm responsible for the marketing of a city of london like how do i keep attracting businesses how do i keep attracting people to come in and actually you know attract new and fresh ideas and keep this ball rolling yeah and i think again it's such a bloated and historical place that i believe they get quite um how can i say uh lazy Okay. So it's... Uh, they rely on the reputation. Absolutely. <clears throat> they rely on the reputation. Um, and they, I guess, yeah, there is complacency sets in. And you don't quite have to change much because, well, what other choice do people have? 
and we can still uh, and you know and whoever is responsible is not responsible for uh, the amount of time required to be accountable fully right. for any you know <clears throat> deterioration so that over time unfortunately keeps happening so how would you rate london as an international city i mean there are cities all over the world that have all developed they've all improved they've all built they've all constructed they've done London is still pretty much living in the Victorian era, with the exception of a few changes that you've mentioned, mm -hmm. and, and obviously some more. But generally speaking, you know, I live in Dubai, mm -hmm. that was built from nothing, mm -hmm. and it's a phenomenal fairy tale metropolis. Yes. <clears throat> London, uh, which you would expect to be ahead of the times, is still pretty much in the Victorian age with a few adaptations here and there. So how would you compare, say, London to these other international cities that have made it work? Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting question because um, the reason why London will forever be, um, let's say, attractive um, without having to really try as hard as a Dubai mm. or a Singapore or somewhere like that is because they already have their reputation. Right. So, and... A lot, you know, you can't function fully, in all honesty, as you know, if you don't have a base in London. If yeah. you're serious about being an international player, yeah, you need to be. In you London. need to be in London, yeah. and I think the other thing that they have going for them is um, the time zone. Yeah, you know, that saved them a lot because with the time zone, they're in connected within reason to the whole globe yeah uh, realistically where you can actually work and you know function within the you know time windows of the whole globe so that is a unique i guess call it luck or you know i guess that's how the so, the timing was designed anyway so basically it comes back to the reputation yes but that reputation can only be upheld for a certain amount of, like I know many people who have left London mm -hmm. and even living on the outskirts I know mm -hmm. many people that have left England altogether mm -hmm. I know many people that are struggling here I know many people that are trying here I know many people that are successful here yes but end of the day if I gave you an option of any city in the world to go to mm. would you still choose London? Um, it really depends on you see like I'll me. give you I'll give you an option of you've got the work you want, the money you want, the life you want, the mm -hmm. luxury, the safety, the cleanliness, yeah. all of that, yeah. that's, that's, that will be ready-made, that will be there for you. But I can live it anywhere? You can live it anywhere. Would you choose London? Truthfully? Yeah. Probably yes, but that's biased. Right. I'm not saying, and that's purely because it's what I know, it's what <laughs> I'm used to. Right. So yes, if, if, if all things considered and all things equal, I would probably stay in London. Mm. Um, and bear in mind also, I mean, we've, we, we touched on sort of the negatives, if you like. However, it's, it's, it's only fair to mention that it is still an evolving city. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, for example, things like Crossrail and things like that. The problem is, it's not that it's stagnant or it's, it's just staying, standing still. It's not. It's still obviously trying. But unfortunately for London, the only like downside is it it used to be more nimble it used to be more cutting edge yeah it used to absorb global changes and 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 maintain its alpha status a lot easier before and more efficiently but i think a lot easier and a lot better 
Today, yes. with, with the mix of cultures, the mix of opinions, it's really difficult, obviously, to satisfy the masses <clears throat> in London. You're never going to get to do that because it's such a cosmopolitan mix. But at the end of the day, me coming back here, I can't even feel there is a basic level of of solitude, of, of, of not solitude, of, of a basic level of appreciation. <clears throat> it, London has just become, you know, a, a massive juggling contest mm -hmm. where everyone's trying to juggle everything they can and to see which balls they can grab. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, there is, you know, no real element of safety. Yes, of course, there's always that element of security in terms of you know, healthcare, education, that, that's always going to be here because I think those are probably one of the only two things but left the, in London. Ironically, those are the two, two things that I see deteriorating. Okay, so me yeah. coming from Dubai, the, yeah. like for example, when COVID hit, mm -hmm. without the NHS, game over for, mm -hmm. for, for the UK. Mm -hmm. And then the education, you know, people have left the other countries to come back here to get their kids educated. But just actually sticking to that for a moment, how important is that level of education here when at the end of the day we're living in that digital era where education doesn't actually matter? I mean, you can speak any language you want now through an app. So how is London being is able to accommodate for that by attracting the masses who are using tech to get by every day yeah, as opposed this, to the resource? This is the problem, I think. I mean, it's a, I guess it's a two-part answer. So to answer the question as far as education not mattering, I, I beg to differ. I think, it, of course, it matters. And that's the one thing I fear, actually, which since, you know, education, you know, even for home students became relatively unaffordable. Right. Um, and That's because we were the last to get the free education. Yeah, here, yes, right? yeah. And then the free one, changed. the government education. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then what happened is then you have to pay. And now you have to take a loan and you have to, you know, pay it back. So by the time you get a degree, you've got, you've got debt yeah. on your, you know, over your head. So th th what I see the result of that is obviously a lot of people are going to not go, you know, through the conventional and traditional education route right which in turn you're gonna unfortunately with time maybe not now but i think in the next 10 15 20 years you're gonna see society as a whole suffer and deteriorate due to that okay um, that's what i'm i think uh, now whether it you know people sort of uh, climatize to that or adapt we don't know the future can only answer that but i feel that's what we're going to really see is is down the line society being you know really i guess shortchanged because of that and, and a general lowering of standards okay so then just in closing me and you know many other guys were in different countries where we're trying to survive we're trying to make things work what would you say is the closing statement to motivate us or to even at least give us a food for thought mm -hmm. of considering maybe moving back to London? What would you say to motivate that? Uh, I think the one thing, um, ironically, is what we sort of touched on and used as, a, as an example of complacency. But uh, the fact of the matter is, it is still um, one of the... I would say three major cities in the world. Okay. Um, so therefore, by you know, uh, 
due to that, it will always, by nature, have to, you know, whether it's going to be through government funding or private funding, it has to still be moving and always evolving. So it's a bit like, you know, if we look at it as currency, for example, the dollar might not be the best currency to have at certain points, but it's the most stable. Yeah. So cities like London, Paris, New York, they'll always be stable or relatively stable and will never ever get sort of, well, certainly not in our lifetime, get overtaken or, you know, lose right. control. Um, the one thing I will say, and I don't want to open a can of worms, but another big, big issue, um, and this is this will play a big part is to for the future of London as, and the country as a whole, is how they adapt to the the decision to leave Europe. Mm. Um, it's still which way yet to see which way yet. Yeah, I was going to say it's still early, um, so. It's not looking good in a lot of cases, right. to be honest. But if if they do adapt well and they they start to reap some of the benefits that were promised, which I don't hold my breath personally, but let's just you know, to, in, in the interest of being fair, let's say it does happen. Mm. Um, that can that's going to play a huge part. But if it does go wrong or continues to deteriorate at the rate that it's happening that's going to be a big factor but okay. in in closing i think because of its status because of its history because of the cultural and you know it's it's whether we like it or, yes, yeah, yeah the reputation yeah, the history uh, yeah still yeah. still a very attractive option for anyone who wants to you know base mm. themselves somewhere mm. um but yeah um but certainly a lot of a lot of room for improvement, I okay. would say. Well, thanks for that, Salwan. And that was one Pleasure. of our serious chats. We're going to come back at another time with one of our funny chats. So having said that, thank you so much. Have a good night and stay warm. Bye-bye.